the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rescuers Radio Show Ministry. And uh, I have a great guest today, by the way. Sanhoon Yu is here, and, um, and he is a founder of the, uh, the founder of the Faithful City and, and Arizona Trauma-Informed Faith Community. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to discuss that and figure out exactly what that is, saying who, but good to see you here. Nice to see you. Hey, uh, you're talented in so many ways. Uh, let's begin by sharing a little bit of your backstory, and then we'll get right down to uh, the ministry. Okay. So uh, tell us something about yourself that uh, our, our audience would be interested in. All right. Thank you. Hello, everyone. My name is uh, Pastor Sang Hoon Yu. Um, I originally came to States from South Korea, I don't know, about 30 years ago, uh, more than that, maybe, um, to study a master's in uh, social work. And so I was in social field, but later on, I found my college pastor. So I became a pastor, founding the Facebook City. And recently, I found a movement uh, called Trauma-Informed Care Movement, and I'm taking on that uh, face community movement. Well, I want to take some time here and do a deep dive into the word trauma. Because when most, most people think hear the word trauma, they're thinking about an accident, uh, physical pain, uh, uh, physical trauma, and that's not what this is, right? This is inter-trauma. Uh, much like a mental health condition, or let's 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 check this out. Yeah, thank you, Art. Um, well, let's say I think you guys heard a lot about the the term holistic. Um, so uh, I think it's uh, related to that uh, because yeah, as you said, when people think about trauma, it's a horrible thing. I don't want to talk about it and more a physical um, aspect of that. But although the term trauma. In trauma from the care is actually about the lasting effect. I said the lasting because it can take five years, ten years, even for the rest of your life. The effects of what happened, especially for a long time, and, and how it affects your physiology and your neurosystem, body response, your spirituality, everything. So something that, that happened to uh, a person as a child, uh, uh, abuse within the family, uh, addictions, whatever that could be, left uh, scars inside, right? Yes. So in a more professional term, we say this as a re-traumatization. So by the certain stimuli 
around the environment or my relationship with somebody else, it can hit my trauma memory, bring me, my body, spirit, soul, everything back to the space where I was traumatized. So it has a very same effect or more serious or worse impact on me, although it happened a long time ago. So you've set up this uh, Faithful City and Arizona Trauma-Informed Faith Community. How does that tie into faith, and what, what is the community? Is it churches, or what is that faith community? So the Faithful City, I founded at Arizona State University. We call it ASU. <laughs> and uh, so uh, after I become pastor, uh, turning around from social work field, I have dealt with a lot of young people from around the world. And with them, because also my background is social work, I worked with the city government and everybody else. So I helped a lot of uh, people in the community. So while we are uh, working um, for the people in the community, we have a lot of people traumatized, seriously. And it affects us. So, and then where do they go for help? You're, you're not a psychologist or psychiatrist or mental health, or are you? I am not. I want to say pseudo because <laughs> I have a degree. I have a credential. I work there. Okay. But uh, now I'm holding the pastor mainly. But, you know, when I talk about holistic, right? And community now talking about a collaboration. So we want to have a collaborative model to work together. So I do a lot of collaboration with those professionals. So when a person has this kind of trauma inside that they grow up with, uh, with or and, and finally there comes a breaking point in their life where they they – they say, okay, I have this, I need to do something about it t- so I can move forward with my life, right? So uh, they come to one of your faith community uh, recipients? I mean, are, the, are there places they can go? Who do they call? So, um, well, if you feel like a suddenly the triggering or activating of a trauma and impacts your mental health, physical health, everything, there's a lot of a hotline and then service, you know, you can go to the internet, you can find any kind of system. So let's say a person, a person is really at their last straw, so to speak, and, th- and it's from this old uh, uh, wound yeah. within that they've been carrying around their whole life. Uh, they don't want to commit suicide. Maybe they're thinking about that as a way out. But this faith community, this trauma-informed faith community is there to help them? Yes. Um, however, at the same time, I want to emphasize this. So the reason I came to this movement is the science and the movement tells us that one of the most effective trauma recovery comes out of um, safe place and unconditional love mm. and one person with a constant care. I bet there's one more word in all of that. <laughs> hope. Yes. So hope and the person who can care of you. It doesn't have to be professional. That's why I'm enthusiastic with this movement. The more important thing is we need to raise the safety and constant care, trauma-informed environment through the relationships. So when I really hit the bottom and then I need somebody help, so they can just connect to somebody who already have trauma-informed knowledge. So my focus is not just about the raising professionals or dealing with the trauma. Actually, my focus is making the environment and relationships where the trauma can safely exposed. So my, my congregation, my community is everybody. Mm. Okay. So the Arizona State University part, 
uh, you were working with students or faculty, or how did that work? Yeah, primarily I focused on the students and their academic success. My portion is helping their spiritual growth. But again, uh, we work partner with the ASU, so we uh, work together for the best interest of a student's success academically, but socially, spiritually. For example, uh, ASU don't have any chaplain, so we, the CORA Council of Religious Advisors, we are taking on the task of a, like a chaplaincy at ASU. I didn't know that. They don't have a campus uh, chaplaincy or anything like that? They don't, okay. but uh, they have a community partnership to giving them as a status at ASU, uh, as a faculty associates. So we are part of the ASU community to help out the whole community together. Nice. So there's a visually, I just, as hearing the, what you're saying, visually I see a ring of people around the campus that are at the ready to help in any of those situations, right? Yeah, usually I I have at least one student very suicidal every semester, and they they don't go to counselors easily. They say, I don't, I'm not crazy. So they want to go somebody they can trust. So we are there for them. And also, um, it's very unfortunate, but there was a student death, and the family want to have a memorial service at the college, at the ASU, and then ASU consulted with us. So I actually I dealt with the two mother and the death of the student's family when I was a president in the Council of Religious Advisors. Wow. So in that case, the family is, quote-unquote, traumatized. Yes. Right? And they needed support. Yes. So we, we need uh, multiple roles. We need to mediate between uh, the college, the university administration, and the families. At the same time, we have to let them come down. And so we have a, a very uh, specific role uh, to be very effective communicator with a safe uh, environment and safe relationships. So I'm, I'm still trying to get my arms around faithful city and faith community. So you're talking about that community in a ring around the campus of Arizona State. What about the rest of the the valley, the city? Are, are, you have, are these caretakers... Uh, all around? Yeah, so Arizona Trauma uh, face, uh, Informed Faith Community is under Facebook City. So Facebook City is specifically found in ASU, but the uh, capacity is hold the valiance statewide. Actually, I'm working with other national uh, uh, leaders on this cause of trauma-informed care. So we raise people everywhere to be trained and to be trauma-informed and be ready to help out the victims and survivors, but also collaborate with the diverse and various professionals around uh, around the trauma victims and survivors. That's excellent. So, um, <clears throat> so um, there is a sense of faith community uh, within. You're trying to make it through Arizona. And aren't you trying to uh, form, or maybe you already have, a state conference on this issue? Yes. So as a part of our movement, we've been doing a statewide conference, inviting national and local uh, speakers and uh, breakout presenters uh, presenters, um, into the conference. It's called uh, uh, Building Resilient Church Conference. Um, It's held at the Pure Heart Church. And we are all working together from the community for the community. So you have a, a settlement, so to speak, of workers around ASU, the campus. Now you're talking about a church campus. Tell me how that works with, and what's the integration at Pure Heart Church? 
So um, it's a two different locations. I work at AHS full time to help out the students in the university, but outside the university also I work a lot and for the community, right? So doing the community organizations and offering trainings and consultations and to the organizations, individuals, all the whole community. So we have a, a lot of going, uh, a lot of faith leaders and other professionals working together through monthly meetings and workshops. And as we, as we talked about, a statewide conference. And a lot of times we have a small groups and then developing their professionalism as well as their spirituality. So we have a lot of professionals who have a faith. So they can be a perfect fit to our movement. And hope. Oh, yes. You keep saying the hope. <laughs> yes, there's hope. Absolutely. Yeah. Can I talk about hope, actually? Let's do it. Yeah. Nowadays... Science, I talk about the uh, unconditional love and one person, you know, with a constant care. Now, the science, the secular field is really researching on compassion, love, forgiveness, and hope. And I, I'm kind of excited but anxious also because hope is really the, our term, our language, our, our substance. And, it's a, and then hope is not just about um, my life is going to get better tomorrow. Hope is more uh, ontological and existential kind of a, a, a hope that who I am, who God is, so I know where I'm from, where I'm going, so I can be resilient in any time of the trauma or drama or success or failure. That's a real resilient hope that our Christians can have. Yeah. That's I'm very, very advocating. Yes. So um, in case you're just now uh, joining us on the Rescuers Radio Show, uh, my guest today is Sang-Hoon Yu, and he is the founder of the Faithful City and Arizona Trauma-Informed Faith Community, based at Arizona State University. And now uh, you're, you're also connecting all around through churches and, and mainly right now the Pure Heart Church in, in the Northwest Valley. But... Um, uh, let's back up a little bit with you. Your training in this evolved how? You arrived to the United States from South Korea, and then you came to uh, Michigan State University, I think. Sorry about that. I happen to be an Ohio State guy. No, 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 no. no. We won't go down that road. I'm patient but, now. Yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, you began to get trained in this subject, right? Yes, so um, I was in social field before I became pastor, especially mm. crisis intervention trauma. So I dealt with it a lot, but I got out of it because of my calling, and it was very heavy, you know? And, and uh, that's, God is humorous, right? <laughs> Five, six years ago, I've been into my own traumatic season and out of a trauma, uh, my own trauma. Uh, I was almost suicidal. What was that? What was that? Tell us about it. Oh, man. Okay, I, many people know about it, but I just want to say that we call this the vicarious trauma. A lot of I'm dealing with the trauma of the people, not only in the social work, but also ministry. So it affects yeah. me, and I've been through my own trauma, and I lost the purpose of my life, a lot of death around me. Um, and, yeah, I, I tell you, but that really pounded on me to give you up. You contemplated suicide. Yes, to give up everything. So I totally gave up everything, and this movement got sent to me, really revived me. So I cannot imagine six years ago that I was almost suicidal. Now um, I'm going everywhere using all the experiences I had in my life for God's sake and the trauma from care movement. Even I have a wonderful interview with you. I cannot imagine that right now. You had a what? Wonderful interview with you, Art. <laughs> Here we are at the Rescuer Show, right? Yes. In studio right now. Yes. 
Um, you know, that's, a, that's an amazing story that needs to be heard. You say that everybody knows it. Maybe that's all your close buddies and friends, right, and families that you work with. Uh, you openly share your, your, your own path, right? Yes, I did a more than yeah. 200 presentations and trainings and workshops, yeah. you know, constantly. So I share myself a lot with that because people can kind of uh, relate to, to the topic. So, yeah, a lot of people know my story, I think. And how you how the, how God presented you with this opportunity, um, and you're taking full ad, uh, advantage of this with gift from God, which is wonderful, and and what a blessing it is for the full the full community. Um, but also, um, uh, you you collaborated with the Maricopa County Department of Health, and you helped establish a faith leaders network. Uh, for substance abuse and opioid use prevention. Well, tell us about that. That kind of fits with everything else, right? Yeah, so with um, uh, Medical County Department of Public Health, I've been working with them with other causes many years. And just the recent development is that um, the, the county department uh, approached me to help them to establish that face leaders network to help the body of Christ and, and, and also other faith communities to help the issues of the uh, prevention of the substance use and, and opioid prevention. Which is really, a, a, you know, COVID will always be known for a few things, none of them good, but one of them, addiction spike, suicide uh, spike, and domestic violence spike. And you're dealing with all those issues combined, right? Yes. So, um, but we need to understand that we, you really understand the, how trauma works through our brain and nervous system, body, okay, and good. soul, let's, and mind. Let's do body. that. Yeah. And then actually, uh, the all the system is dealing with um, the behaviors. For example, substance use, right? So yeah. that's not a target actually. That's a result of the trauma. And so the pandemic brought a lot of trauma to us. And that cause us our substance use behaviors, those things that people want to target it on. Yeah. But that's actually coping system as a response to trauma. So we need to deal with the trauma, which mostly likely kind of more relationship problem because they are isolated. They are lonely. So we need to provide that safe relationship. Again, that's why I'm enthusiastic for this movement, because our believers, Christ followers, we can do this well. Yeah. Yes. So um, so. And a trigger point, uh, okay, I, I find I, I've been battling this all my life. Let me put it in another area, another arena that I don't know if you do with, uh, you work with or not. I, I guess you do. Veterans. Veterans uh, and PTSD. Uh, that's a trauma. Yes. That, that needs to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's that fits in the area that you're talking about. Right. Because they may contemplate suicide. They may contemplate addiction. They may contemplate whatever else to try to get around this. But that's not the that's a, an effect of the problem. The problem is they have this to begin with and they need to to cure this before they can help all the other things, right? Yeah, so okay. uh, uh, for our movement, I work with all the churches, but also professional organizations, such as out of 13 professional tracks, one of them is veterans. So I work closely with Arizona Coalition for Veterans and the Families. And the thing, what we need to understand is, is not only for the veterans, their families, yes. their kids are suffering. Yes. So we need to really provide a safe environment and community for the whole family, 
can come and be welcomed and accepted. And their behavior, PTSD, or kind of a weird behaviors because of the trauma, it needs to be understood and accepted instead of trying to fix it. So, uh, so that's why we, we want to we build a church in other communities. They can be non-judgmental and safety-providing community for the veterans. So we really work closely together. So right now, audience listening to Rescuers Radio Show uh-huh. are thinking, wow, maybe I should do that within my church. How do, they, how do you start working through other churches around, and you want to spread this out statewide or even further? Uh, is there anything like this in other states, by the way? Other states, there are some uh, faith leaders are doing it. But they're not you. Yeah, but my name is you. You know that. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> so there's the National Coalition of the um, uh, Campaign for the uh, Trauma-Informed Policy and Practice. Yeah. So I'm chairing the faith-based committee under that. We just started. So we want to see that our uh, movement gonna kind of be leading the whole nation with this the time of the bridging gap movement to provide a safe place. So where is there a website? How do they find you? How do they find all of this information and data that you have that begins at ASU, I guess? They have a foothold there, right? You and this community. And now you're building one within another church here in the Valley. How on earth do they find out about this? Yeah, uh, sorry, my name is difficult, but if you can find my name, saying who knew at any social media, and you can follow that. And then also you can email me to thefaithfulcity at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website, www.thefaithfulcity.org. That's the beginning. But let me tell you, okay. we focus on the relationship, but I highly recommend you contacting me. And then I'm going to connect to you, related associates and the other people where you can settle or you can be connected. Because it's not based on the social media or website, but our personal relationship, which is very important. I, I'm going to spell this out for people because they may not. Please. Is that, is that okay with you? Yes, sir. <laughs> it's S-A-N-G-H-O-O-N-U. Y-O-O is the last name. Yeah, not U-Y-O-O. U spelled Y-O-O. Yes, Y-O. Did I not say that? No, you said the U-Y-O. I, oh. I found that many people, then they write the U-Y-O-O. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, so Sang-Hoon Yu. Correct. Got it. And, uh, and if you Google that name, I know from experience trying to get ready for this show, you pop up everywhere. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, it happens. I, I think guess. that's a good thing. <laughs> Thank you. I'm relieved now. Yeah. <laughs> I almost got traumatized, but now I'm relieved. Thank you. So, and no exa- anxiety here. No. Yeah. Not, you. not in this studio. So, um, in our last few minutes of the program, I, I just, I'm so amazed. And I'm going to be quite honest with you. You were honest with me about your background. I grew up in a family where my mom was addicted to prescription drugs her whole life. And, and there were suicide attempts, and there was all the ugliness, right? She would go to mental uh, institutions. She'd go to hospitals trying to get help. Thank God she never—she lived to be almost 90 years old. But, um, but that was trauma to me and my sisters. My, my dad had to cope with that somehow. And uh, not, no, nobody uh, had a place or a way to cope to it with it very well. But in this day and time, they have you doing all of this work and all of this uh, 
you're building, you are actually building uh, this uh, faithful city and Arizona trauma-informed faith community. You're building that out step by step mm-hmm. with God, God's help, right? It's mm-hmm. not just you. <laughs> I can't say that without smiling with you because that's your name. You will it, never forget my name. No, it's not just you. It's, it's uh, obviously God implanted this inside of you, right? Yes, sir. And it's his his walk and his his work uh, within you. So what do you see in the next uh, minute of the program? Where do you see the future of this going? This going? Well, I'm doing what I have been doing the last 60 years, just expanding the capacity of this. But let me tell you, I'm very excited, as you can see, yeah. because this is my testimony and my passion. And people say, oh, trauma-informed care is a science. We don't want to deal with it, all the things. But let me tell you, I am dealing with, with God every day, more deeper every day because of this movement. Amen. And I thought I received unconditional love when I received Jesus, but that was not enough. Unless you really continually doing the uh, everyday journey with Jesus, deeper relationship, how much you are not perfect. And but it's okay not to be okay because of Jesus. And if you get delved and soaked by that unconditional love, and that's your trauma healing starts. This movement is raising healer who is who is uh, transformed and, and 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 healed by trauma first. So I'm enthusiastic to work with the leaders like you and dealing with our own trauma by healing. We have authority and power. Whoever comes to us, we don't need a therapy. We don't need any techniques. They're going to see us. They're going to feel peace of Jesus immediately. That's our movement is about. I I can't thank you enough for being on the show today. Sang Hoon Yu and uh and and google him you'll be able to find him and contacts through to of that entire community but uh thank you you've been listening to rescuers and you are a rescuer san hewn thank you so much thank you god bless and uh this show goes into a podcast it's heard every thursday at faith talk 1360 and faith talk 1360.com thursdays at 5 30 hope you dial in thank you god bless Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM.